0: second week of the fifth month
1: let's let's maybe work on our mech that seems important yes.
0: <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> all right roll an ancient tech tinkerer Alrighty. so though you're self taught you've learned how to interact with decrepit old enter- empire technology when you attempt to interface with old empire tech to make it perform a function roll plus educated on a 10 plus it functions as you'd expect it to On a seven to nine, it functions, but choose one from the list below. And if you roll that seven to nine, we'll come to that. So 2d6 plus two?
1: Yes. Seven.
0: Okay, all right. So you get another quarter of the project through. So we're uh, like
1: 75%?
0: Yeah, but you have to choose one of the last of these choices. One, it won't function for long, minutes at most. This is, or two, this is the last time it will ever function. Or three, its function attracts unwanted attention. Wait, where
1: is that? Is that part of the...
0: That's part of ancient tech tinkerer.
1: Oh, right, right, right. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to say unwanted attention because we can't have this thing not working.
0: <laughs> no, no, you can't. Um... <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Whose attention does this attract? (laughs) I think Mother Ardell, Mother Iris Ardell, is just genuinely very suspicious at this point. Like, she's letting it all go, but it's just been six months of weirdness since you've shown up. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) You know? Mm Mm-hmm. I think she's just getting suspicious, and I think she's just starting to kind of really dig in.
1: Does that mean she's, like, following us? Does that mean she's interrogating us? Does that mean
0: she, like, sees it? I think she might... I don't think she goes so far as to follow you. But she keeps track. And I think she's doing more research into Juniper in particular. Juniper and Aira. Like, I think we get shots of her, like, paying a little extra money to be able to download information about you. And I think she kind of... She's like finding out who you really are and also finding out that there is no record of era anywhere like just doesn't exist
1: yikes okay well third I mean, week
0: of the fifth month
1: <laughs> okay um wait so we are 75% complete right
0: yes yes
1: okay I really want to finish this thing Alright. Let's work on it again. One more. Alright, let's do it. <gasps> That's a four.
0: <laughs> the project <sighs> experiences a setback. You Fuck. lose a quarter of your progress. Fuck. I think Mother Ardell kind of just takes Solomon back in a way. Like she just puts him to work more so she you can't have him helping you Mm-hmm. and he has a bunch of files that are organized by a weird 16 year old boy you guys have to spend this week figure out how the fuck he did this mm-hmm. oh no yeah so this
1: is the last week of the fifth month that we're on now
0: it is it is
1: okay i think we have to spend it working on on this mech Finish the mech. Please God. (laughs) Nine. All right. So same thing. But it's not finished.
0: (laughs) I think Aira's gonna help. Okay. So roll the sink. Which... So plus three. Okay. There's been enough scenes with her that she's elite. She's gotta be at plus three.
1: Yeah, yeah. 7.
0: Good enough. So you have to make a cost for her though.
1: Uh, this project might take a little bit of a toll on their relationship. It might take away some of the not like a toll on their relationship, but like I think it's just they're like so they have to, like, be so in the project that they kind of, like... There's less hot springs. There's less, like, attending dances. There's less talking about, like, other stuff. Like, they're, like, so in it. And I feel like Juniper's getting stressed about it. And, like, her making that necklace is kind of on hold. And so it's kind of, like... It's not It's not like their relationship is going to be in danger. It's just kind of, like... There's, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of
0: tension, maybe, or... Or just it's it's had to be not the forefront. Yeah. 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 Now that makes sense. She's willing to do it. She's the one who wants the Mac, right? She's right. The one who's this is? This was her idea. Right. So, what's it look like when it's finished? What, so Ooh. gold. Is it like <laughs> gold and black? Is it gold and red? I was thinking golden red, if we're going for the devil lady look. <laughs> yeah. So it's plated in ceramic, right? Mm-hmm. I think part of the, one of the things that just takes the longest, and this might even be frustrating for Juniper, is mm-hmm. the fact that Era spends hours and hours glazing this shit.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Like, it maybe could have been done half a week earlier, but Aira's like, it just needs another coat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be perfect.
0: Yeah. And I mean, on the surface, it's like, oh my God, leave the car alone. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, this is also her body. Like, in a weird way, this is going to be her body, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So when it's finished, I think she really appreciates it, though, because it's so different from the one in her mind. Because that one was blue and smaller. It didn't have all of these other features. It
1: wasn't hers. Yeah.
0: Or if it was, it was hers in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Right. I think she, like, hugs you, like, in that, like, way that, like, that's kind of a side hug because you're both looking at the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know those stereotypical, like, side hugs in, com- in like, homeowners commercials? <laughs> like, re- <laughs> But instead it's like, of like they
1: bought a car together, and they're like, oh, look
0: at Yeah, but instead of a car or a fucking, like, ranch-style house, it's <laughs> a war machine.
1: They're like, "Oh, babe, look what we made together.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, some couples play, like, tennis or, like...
0: We <laughs> <laughs> make weapons of mass destruction. Yay! Aww. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Uh. Okay, <laughs> Cool. So, final week of the fifth month, finish
0: the mech. First week of the last month of the winter. Mm. I think people can, like, people, like, the moment this month kind of gets going, I think people in, um, in Saintly End start getting, like, a little energy about them. Because every Mm -hmm. once in a while, the sun, can peaks through the clouds, and, like, Mm -hmm. every once in a while, it doesn't snow that day. (laughs) You know, like spring is coming Mm -hmm. and so like the other thing is like the kraken hunters are like rushing like they're like because this is it like because they don't have another they don't have a job for the next rest for the next six months
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, so they're
0: like we got we got to get everything we can so like they push it even longer the hours are getting longer so they have the time to do that Mm -hmm. and you hear about this tradition that come that that comes up every year which is when the first transmission from another settlement comes through they hold a party to welcome the coming of spring. So, but cool. they don't know what day that is. So it's like mm-hmm. a surprise. It's like surprise <laughs> Christmas. Like boom, Aww. it's Christmas shit. Like, um, <laughs> but that means you kind of have to have the party, like kind of ready to like locked and loaded about a week early. Right. Um, Someone's just, just so, like, sitting there
1: like holding the party poppers, like ready. Yeah. Just
0: like, <laughs> when is it happening? <laughs> like, yeah. So there's like a very festive high energy change to, to saintly end as this month turns. What do you do this week?
1: Um, Yeah, and I think there's a bit of a disparity between the community's energy and Juniper's because as the community gets more and more excited, Juniper gets more and more anxious um, to some extent. But uh, I do, I mean, I do want to um, finish my little necklace.
0: (laughs) Sounds good to me.
1: We'll try to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: Okay, so another banished noble
0: roll. Yes, so 2d6 plus 2. Um. 10. That's enough. No consequences or anything. <laughs> wow. So what does it look like when it's done? I want to do that scene. Let's just do that scene.
1: Okay, let's do the scene. So I think... I think maybe it's, like, after dinner again, and, um, I think Juniper's like, hey, um, follow me. I've, I've got something for you. It's, it's nothing big. It's just, it's just a little, I just, I wanted to, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think she, like, leads her back down to, because we established, like, the orchard is, like, kind of private. Or at Mm -hmm. least more private, and it's also like a special place for them now. And so, (laughs) um, she like leads her back down there, and she's like, "Well, um, I, I made something for you. Um, sorry, it's not wrapped. I didn't really. I couldn't really find anyone who had like stuff to do that. And she and she kind of just like holds out the necklace, and it's like a um, yeah, it's like a silver chain, um, and it's got just a really like beautiful stone and it's it's probably it looks probably like a little bit like amethyst you know Mm -hmm. like like a deep purple um and it probably took her like a long time to find to find that especially in the dead of winter on this planet yeah uh and so i think it looks just pretty simple i think it's just a really beautiful stone um but it took her like a lot of work
0: time and effort um, here's a fun fact. Aira's never gotten a gift. Oh. I think she kind of bursts into tears.
1: <laughs>
0: Aww.
1: Um. I think Juniper's immediate open. reaction is just like, Oh dude, is it? Is there something? Are you okay?
0: <laughs> um, I, I think Aira tries to like, tries to get the words out and then is just like, I'm going to put it on and try and kiss you because I'm just too emotional so like, (laughs) these are the good things I'll explain more later Okay Yeah I think we could cut to them lying in a very similar position to where we left them (laughs) last time we were in the orchard Um, Okay, cool And she, I'll just be honest, it's the only thing she's wearing right now (laughs)
1: i love it um
0: and she kind of like leans over and like i think she's explained already how everything she's been given has either been her bodies which have been wonderful gifts or they've been um clothing like things she needs and that for a while she really did think of them as gifts and while they are like Partly, I think this is probably something she's worked on in therapy, is also coming to terms with the fact that, as a being, these are things I deserved. And that uh, horrible people in the old empire completely deprived them from me. Like, they were taken.
1: Right. Um, Like, it's not your fault.
0: Right. It's not her fault that she needed these things. So she doesn't... It's not that she shouldn't be grateful, but that she shouldn't... But they were things that are... Hers by a certain amount of right, if that makes Mm. sense. Like they're they're her rights, um, not. Mm -hmm. And you can be grateful for your rights, but not. It's not good to think of them as something completely under someone else's control, if that makes sense.
1: Right. Yeah. Like something you deserve to lose. Yes.
0: Under certain circumstances, yeah. Right. So having been given something she doesn't need, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't ask for. It was almost too much. And then she kind of like leans over and says something like, This is clearly one of those things you say when you're like really have been really intimate. And so you just kind of like, I don't have any filter right now. So this yeah. is just a thing I've been thinking. Weird. And she's completely like, vulnerable. Yeah. So she kind of just looks at you and she says, Um, I think we should adopt Solomon. <laughs> what? No, I'm serious. Like,. <laughs> He doesn't need to be raised, right? (laughs) He doesn't. He doesn't need to be raised. Like, he's basically an adult. What he needs is a ticket off this rock. (sighs)
1: Oh, man. Honey, I love you, but we're about to go blow up a jump gate with a mass weapon of war. What are we going to do with Solomon? (laughs)
0: he can stay on the ship
1: <laughs> on the ship what if we're but what if we're followed what if something bad happens this is why he's we a take kid
0: him, we just take him somewhere safe that isn't here where his talents will be appreciated if he stays here he's just gonna be the radio guy forever
1: I know, I've, I've, I've thought about that too.
0: It's not like we'd be parents. <laughs> well I mean, legally, <laughs> legally, okay, to be fair, you have papers, I don't, so you would be a parent. I'd be completely off the hook if I wanted. Um, <laughs>
1: you know, it's not the worst idea you've ever had. I do love that kid.
0: I love him too and I love you and I think we could give him something also I mean couldn't you get have a little poll just get him sent to your father's academy
1: (laughs) I mean I'm not in their best graces right now I'm not really supposed to have contact with my father but maybe someday
0: Okay.
1: He, he, he is, he's very talented. He's very smart. And, you know, I've, we have already seen so many things like on other planets that, man, he would just go crazy for. I, I, I don't want him to be stuck in on his home planet forever. Like I was, you know, I, I, I want him to live. I want him to see everything.
0: I think she just kind of smiles that you didn't, like, think it was a dumb idea. I think she's just pleased about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's... I think it, like... Brings Juniper a lot of joy to think about. And I think at first she was like, you know, no. Like, logically, like, this doesn't really make sense, but... Because she is a very very logical person, she's like, um, mm-hmm. we don't have a stable life. We, <laughs> we have targets on our backs. We don't have a home. Like, <laughs> but I think, I think in the end, she's like, ah, fuck it. Like, <laughs> you know, this matters more.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of a good place to leave it with the two of you chuckling and trying to figure out if this is a pot, if adopting Solomon is a thing you guys can really do in the orchard.
1: (laughs) Uh, Like leave the session, you mean?
0: Oh, no. Or or leave the week. Leave the week. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um,
0: All right. Second week of the sixth month. So... Early this week, early this week, a message comes through. The settlements of Sondar can communicate again. And so people communicate with long-distance family members. People are talking about the the actual pull of Kraken this year. Like All of these things start coming together across this whole planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the party starts. And it's a week long party. Damn. Culminating with like a big dance at the end. So do whatever you want with your week. And then there is a mandatory Firebrands dance game. <laughs> I was gonna
1: well, should we just play that for this week?
0: Uh you can still do something with your week if you want.
1: Okay. Um since they've had this talk about Solomon, I kinda wanna shift the camera to him. Mm -hmm. And kind of, like, see where he's at, and maybe, I don't know if that involves Juniper or Aira at all, but.
0: Have you, did, did you guys, like, talk to Mother Ardell about it? Like, you're like, did you, like.
1: Maybe we should actually, yeah, I kind of, I wonder, I kind of want to actually have that scene with Mother Ardell, because she has been researching us. She does not trust us. So I think it would be a really interesting scene to like shift the yeah. camera to her and us be like, Can we talk to your kid? She's like, You guys are <laughs> not trustworthy. You know, like I think let's maybe mm-hmm. we, we should play that out.
0: Yeah, so you you and you and Aira are sit down at the at Mother Ardell's <laughs> office, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, which she's a she's a priestess, right? So it's also like a holy person's office, so it's covered in holy symbols and holy books and shit, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, what What can I help you two ladies with today?
1: I feel like there's, like, a look, like, between me and Ara, you know, when you're just, like, so excited. You're, like, ready yeah. to ask, like, <laughs> having no idea that this woman doesn't <laughs> trust us. we're um, like, <coughs> Juniper's like, well... Aira and I have been talking, and we have developed quite a close relationship with Solomon. And, well, we were wondering about what it might look like to adopt him.
0: So, her face is looks deeply conflicted. Because, on the one hand, she doesn't trust either of you at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, mm, I think she just doesn't trust Aira. I think she has conflicted feelings about Juniper. That's fair. Which I'm sure we'll get to. But, on top, Solomon is an old orphan. Mm -hmm. He's 16. The chances of him being adopted are slim to none. Yeah. um She knows how smart he is. She knows how much more interested he is in traveling. She knows you guys have a ship. She she is torn because she kind of sees what the the two of you understand is like, uh, he doesn't need parents. He needs someone to get him off this rock. Like, that's what he needs. And these women might be able to do it. And I do know that one of them used to be a really important noble. (laughs) Like, right it's not that there isn't a chance that he could have really amazing opportunities but one of them's a ghost who who, who is this person <laughs> nobody right. says her last name even right what's with that like mm. um so she stands up closes the door locks it she probably does therapy sessions so she puts on a white noise machine <laughs>
1: nice love
0: those and things and then and then like turns off like maybe even a security camera and she's oh, shut down
1: is everything okay
0: lady blackbird
1: i didn't tell her that right no i just said juniper yeah okay yeah
0: lady blackbird or is it former lady blackbird and then she looks at Era. Are you someone of note? I can't, I can't find any information about you. Look, I understand that you're close with Solomon, and he cares for you both very, very much.
1: So you've been Will doing you... your research. Yes. Then you know I can provide him with a lot of great opportunities.
0: I know that you used to be able to provide him with a lot of great opportunities. I also know that you're blooded. I am. What of that? Um, it's um, not ideal. Let's say, not ideal. How come? But not ideal. Dream blood, yes. Yes. Awful lot of terrible things you could do with that. All this time, I want to be clear. Era is like just. She is gonna. She is being quiet because if she's not, she is going to yell at this woman and lose yeah. her shit. Because, yep. because this you know the meme where uh, Will Smith is like gesturing to yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is how Aira feels about Juniper like this is the greatest person in the galaxy <laughs> and if you don't agree with me I will kill you and I have Captain America powers like get out of my way
1: <laughs> man my girlfriend's a badass so
0: um, <laughs> so she's gonna be good because she,
1: Yep, 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 yep.
0: Um, so Mother Ardell is like, look, J- Lady Blackbird, Juniper, whatever you'd like to be called, I would like to say yes. I would.
1: Are you thinking of denying this teenage child adoption because of who I am, a dreamblood, and your beliefs around that?
0: It has less to do with that and more to do with the fact that you kept it from me. The fact that you are a convicted criminal. And your partner, who you've been with for months, has no records of any kind.
1: Hard to argue with that logic.
0: It's not... (laughs) But I would like to say yes, because I know you.
1: What can we do to gain your trust?
0: I have no fondness for the Empire. Why were you banished?
1: Well, I... My family is noble, but... As I grew older, and I saw some of the practices they engaged in some of their goals and um well i i didn't i didn't agree with them and when they didn't listen to me i actively interfered with one of their uh advances violent advances toward another planet because i didn't want to see people hurt And if I, if I was willing to put everything on the line to save people that I don't even know, you have to imagine what I can do for Solomon.
0: She nods and then looks at Aira and then back at you, (laughs) understanding that Aira is not going to be able to give her a straight or good answer. (laughs) Tell me, where did Aira really come from? And don't tell me she's from another village. We have communication, I asked. And five years ago, a young gentleman, well, gentleman is a strong word for him, named Sterling, arrived here. He visited the same ruin. And he came back with another man.
1: Sterling, he's the one that... Destroyed the place?
0: Yes. He was alone when he went. And when he returned, he was with another. (sighs)
1: Well, I think she's, like, looking at Aira to try to gauge, like, through eye contact, how much... Because she doesn't just want to, like, spill Aira's whole story without her permission. And she's also not totally sure. Like, she wants a second opinion on how much they trust this person.
0: I think Aira nods gently. The truth is, um...
1: Aero was with me when I landed here. Mother, what do you know of the old Empire?
0: Very little. Those of the faith who study the old empire, I do not care for.
1: Are you talking about the Seekers of the Eleventh Saint? I'd
0: rather not say their name, but yes.
1: I apologize. I am not fond of them either, trust me. Uh, I want to tell you the truth but if it sounds impossible, will you believe me?
0: Maybe. Um, Her being with you already sounds more plausible to me.
1: So I think that Juniper's just going to tell her the whole story
0: at this point. I think she nods really slowly. You'll have to allow me to corroborate your story. Or corroborate, sorry. (laughs) With someone I trust. I'll be reaching um, out to this father, Rosewood. Oh. Yeah. And once, should he corroborate your story, I will leave it in Solomon's hands.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, Your, your trust, it means so much. She nods. And, um, no. just oh, to give yes. you a heads up, uh, Rosewood, he doesn't always have the best attitude, but he's a good man.
0: Believe it or not, it was in his church record. And she stands up. Now, I have a dance to uh, plan, so I will bid you a fond farewell and please leave my office.
1: (laughs) Um, I think, like, the second they get out of her door like juniper just gives era the biggest hug like wraps her arms around her neck and is just like Aira, kind of like jumping up and down
0: absolutely era is 100 percent there and once you've turned a corner gone down a floor she then is like what a bitch though and-
1: <laughs> Shh, don't say that too loudly around here she's kind
0: of the most respected person in this community Nobody should treat you like that. She doesn't fucking know you. She doesn't know what she's... "Mm." And then, like, just, like, walking off.
1: I think Juniper just kind of smiles and shakes her head um,
0: and follows Um, her. And then I think we could cut a couple days later to the dance. Cool. You know? And I think it's the most lively we've seen Saintly End. Mm -hmm. Because everybody is in the one room all like 300 and everybody's dressed in their finest which means nobody's wearing coats or big lumpy sweaters you know like suits and ties and I, i i think their style is it's not 1950s but it's whatever the equivalent of 1950s in this world is if that makes sense like it's like like if you go to a small town fashion is just behind yeah, the rest of the rest of the of the rest of whatever country you're in. But what if that town had to cut itself off from the rest of the world six months out of the year? So it would be right. even further behind. So everybody's just a little completely out of fashion. Nice. But it's gone so I- I far down that. that there's just like a really strong aesthetic, and it's like, Aww. So I think uh, Aira shows up in. I think she got a, like, white and purple dress to match her necklace. Mm -hmm. And I think the dances are pretty formal, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, there's somewhere between ballroom dancing and square dancing, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, it does. Like, I think there's a collar, like, in square dancing, but it's poems. Like, they're reading poems that people (laughs) know are the steps to the dance. (laughs) Nice. I like uh, that, which is really hard to catch on to. So, <laughs> conducting the dance, take turns asking each other questions. Each of you gets to ask the other two questions, taking turns, and then the dance ends. If the other play, if other players have joined, the- we don't have other players. The worst <laughs> dancer asks the first question, or else have another player choose who asks the first question at a whim. Once every dancer has asked two questions of each other, your da- of your dancing partners, the dance ends. You have well, ability You have a skill in dancing.
1: I do have a skill in dancing.
0: Aira is absolutely the worst dancer.
1: (laughs) It's so fun to be good at dancing in this game because in real life, it's just so not the case.
0: (laughs) 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 Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. Okay, so that just means I asked the first question, right?
0: Uh, No, Aira asked the first question. Oh, the
1: worst answer. Oh, oops.
0: Read the wrong thing. Okay, cool. Yes go for um, it. so the dance is starting right
1: like mm-hmm. the poem
0: is starting and you may at this moment in the dance place your hand upon my elbow my shoulder my waist or my hip which do you choose
1: we're gonna go i gonna go waist
0: fair you know what I think they've done I think that they've brought those artificial suns up from the lower level and brought them into this room but they change. But having them change colors, nice. <laughs> um, with the music, is like what they do for decoration. Um, ah,
1: that's cute. Yeah, my mouth is close to my or your mouth is close to my ear. What do you say?
0: Ara leans in and she says, "You know, even if I could have picked anyone to meet, any way to meet." Them, I would choose it all again, just like this, to be right here.
1: I think that makes Juniper tear up a little bit. And she just whispers, you too.
0: I think this is, like, a nice follow-up to that. You have, you have the opportunity to draw me close and hold me for a moment. Do you take it?
1: Oh, definitely. I think, like, I think the way she holds Aira is, like, the way that you hold something... Like a, like a almost like a glass sculpture like you have something like really like beautiful that you don't like like you don't want to let go of and mm. like ever <laughs> but it's also like like you like you're just I think on some level like she's like obviously she like it's like I'm not trying to say that she thinks like Aro's fragile it's just like it's the like how you want to like protect someone that you love you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, she, it's like, it's very gentle, but it's very strong and like certain, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, last one. Let's say
1: when, well, when the dance ends, will you stand with me or rush away? Rushing away, probably insinuating that there's other people to talk to here <laughs> and
0: probably a lot of people who want to talk to us, but. No, she stands with you. She's not going to go anywhere. And I think we get to like zoom out on the dance. And as we move on to the next week. Okay, cool. So what is your plan this week? Because it gets interrupted. (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: I think, well, honestly, I feel like the plan might be to um, have a very intentional discussion with Solomon. Right? Because, like, maybe, I mean, there's been some time for Mother Iris Ardell um, to talk to him. I guess maybe if that doesn't go well, we can talk about that. But if, if if we can assume that, like, all was well with that and Rosewood was like, yeah, they're cool, then maybe they'd be talking to Solomon at this point.
0: So do you get so you I'm, I'm imagining you and era like practicing like with each other like <laughs> the game plan, <laughs> yeah, when you get a knock on the door from just uh, one of the one of the the sisters of the convent okay uh and who it- it's just one of, it's just one you know you've probably not interacted with her a lot mm-hmm. uh and she's uh she says, uh, Mother Ardell has requested both of your presents immediately.
1: Okay, did she mention what it was
0: about? Uh, regarding, uh, regarding a call from, that she made to Tristful, she wanted you as quickly as possible because you need to be on this call.
1: Okay. Um, a lot of anxiety is coming up for Juniper right now. I think Aira um, puts a
0: hand on your shoulder.
1: Okay. Okay, let's go. Let's go.
0: So when you get there, Mother Ardell has a has a screen pulled up like a hollow holographic projection, and I imagine you expected it to be Rosewood, right? Yeah. It's Sheriff Delilah Flint.
1: Hmm. Delilah.
0: Hi there. Is everything Jennifer? okay? You well?
1: Yeah, I'm. Gr- but what's going on? Is everything okay? Where's Rosewood?
0: Not hundred percent sure. That's why. William. Mother. uh, Mother Odell here, she called for him. And, uh. Well, frankly, I'm actually quite glad that, uh. Things worked out this way. He's. Well, he's missing.
1: What? Since when?
0: A couple months ago.
1: A couple months. How did no one notice? He's the town's only doctor. Didn't
0: he? Didn't it, we? It's not that we didn't notice. There's just little we can do. Okay, you remember when you were out here almost <laughs> yes. a year back? Yes. I, I remember telling you that there was a there's a dust up right before you got there. That yeah. Well, look. There's a there's a rancher. His, his name's uh, Malja. Old family, rich, very rich. Okay. Been, well, frankly, he'd been fucking Copper Ridge for years, nearly a decade, gouging people. It's it's terrible. It's not. It's, it is important, but it's not important. What's important is we got him.
1: Malja. We
0: yeah, we got the evidence. That's what happened with those two, those two uh, fixers. Sterling and Matthias. Um, Sterling. Yes.
1: Yeah, Sterling, Sterling and Matthias. S-
0: yes. Is that important? They were just some low
1: She like turns to mother Ardell. She's like, "Yeah, I, I I I I just learned about them actually. They they were here where
0: I was." Well, that's a that's a mighty fine coincidence, I suppose, but they, they Look, he went through the courts, he was convicted, but he, um, he fled to Rennick before we could nab him, and so I couldn't leave, I'm an elected official, the mayor's worthless out here, so I, uh, Rosewood said he'd, he'd been out there before, to Rennick, that he'd managed,
1: Wait, do you think that Maljaw took Rosewood to Rennick?
0: No. He volunteered to go get him back. Oh. And we don't have anyone to turn to. We we spent all our money on those fucker ship. We we spent all the rest of that money on trial. She looks so stressed and so tired. I'll find him. Okay. You will?
1: Yeah, I I'm, I'm well prepared and I have help. But All I right. I'm sure he's okay. He's um he's smart, he's tough. Okay? But yeah. we'll we'll check up on his
0: safety. I'll send you the details. Oh, and um Mother Ardell had some questions for Rosewood and well, I answered them best I could.
1: Oh, um, I think she, like, looks at Mother Ardell, like, kind of <laughs> just with a question, like, did that do it?
0: Ardell nods. She says, the, uh, the faith has quite the relationship with the folks of Tristful, and the word of their sheriffs is, well, it's no preacher, but it's close second.
1: <sighs> Delilah, thank you so much.
0: She nods. Well, this, uh, this call is expensive, so I, I, I have to go, but you'll get those details. And I, I, know, I know you can't leave for another week or more, but at this point, what's another week?
1: I'll leave as soon as I can. I promise.
0: Thank you. I'm so sorry that I had to put this on you. I'm so glad you called
1: I'm glad that you called. It's really good to hear your voice, even under these circumstances. She nods.
0: And then the, the call ends. I
1: think she, I think Juniper turns to Aira. And um, Aira's got,
0: like, raised eyebrows because of that whole conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dawning on Juniper. She didn't ask Aira if that was cool. She was just like, all right, we're going to Rennick. <laughs> um... And she's like, will you help me?
0: Always. Always. (sighs) Thank you. We'll put off our other plans for the time being.
1: Okay. Okay, thank you.
0: And then, like, you both look back at the adoption agent woman... (laughs) So now we're going to the most
1: dangerous planet in the universe. Uh, (laughs) um,
0: She actually smiles and she says, Rennick's covered in that old Empire garbage. I'm sure he'll love it. Sure he will. I'll let Hmm? him make a decision with me so he doesn't feel pressure to not let you down and then you can talk to him next week. Okay, that sounds
1: great. Thank you.
0: You should be able to take off next week. I hope so. So what is the rest of this? um, What does this week into next week look like before that conversation with Solomon? Is it packing mostly? Yeah. Because you've lived in this little apartment for six months. It's got to be like a little house. So you have to like move all your stuff. Mm -hmm. Into the ship.
1: Yeah, I think it's... It's a lot of packing. Um, And I think... I think something else that Juniper's starting to do. Like, she knows she hasn't gotten, like, a yes or no from Solomon yet. But, Mm -hmm. um... She's still... She, like, wants to, like, go around to, like, some of the people he was close with. And... Um, like, ask them to uh, like kind of s- state her intentions and like very clearly being like, I don't know if it's gonna happen or not yet, but um, like we might leave, and I think that Solomon would like appreciate like if you want to like write a note of goodbye, like she's probably like connect, cl- collecting little messages and notes from like the people he loves on this planet and like who care about him
0: mm-hmm.
1: deeply. So he has, like, I, something to remember.
0: Yeah, I think you start quickly getting the vibe. You don't see him a lot that week. hmm You start getting the vibe from his, like, friends in the orphanage and some other adults who spent some time with him that, like, they're all, like, being like, "He, well, we, we don't know. We don't know. But we'll definitely write that note. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think whenever you get a glance at the radio station – up at the very top of the, of St. End, It's looking more and more bare every day. I bet Aira is trying to temper your hopes. Like that could mean anything. Don't, don't, don't read into it too much, but on the inside, she's like, he's coming with us or I'll die. Like- <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's, Yeah juniper's not even hiding it she's just letting herself get excited
0: mm-hmm. so what does that when does that conversation happen with solomon yeah it's got to be in that last week of the six months right
1: yeah yeah i think um it's probably in the last couple of days that they're going to be there because they know they have to leave so it's like i don't know maybe it's maybe they like take him somewhere nice for lunch (laughs) as nice as it can get like you know like in this little underground community like right (laughs) like to one of the sunnier, warmer places maybe like oh we're gonna make a picnic because that's this like version of nice because there's not like you know there's not like nice restaurants right like they kind of just no no (laughs) okay
0: there isn't no yeah i think i think the closest to night to restaurants you get are there are there are like seven cooks Mm. And they each have a specialty. <laughs> so you could mm-hmm. go to his favorite cook, maybe.
1: Okay, all right. So we can get that kind of food and just mm-hmm. make a nice little spread for him.
0: So he's like haw- wolfing it down.
1: Um, I think she like looks at Aira. And she's like,
0: Aira just like puts her hands up like this wasn't her idea. <laughs>
1: Uh Solomon. Mm-hmm. Um can can we talk to you about something?
0: He just like puts food in his mouth and <laughs> nods like really big.
1: Solomon, um we Ara and I, um <laughs> well <laughs> we have grown very fond of you. You are a wonderful young man. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, and um well as you know, we we are leaving soon. Um and well, we wanted to ask if you might want to come with us permanently
0: he swallows yeah I'm packed (laughs) Um, and like he's trying to be cool you can see he's crying though
1: uh, he didn't
0: think this would happen to him
1: uh, I think like I think the second he says like yeah I'm packed Juniper like stands up and she's like really and she, like, she just, like, goes over and, like, pretty much, like, picks him up as best she can. <laughs> like,
0: I think Aira, like, moves the table and then <laughs> picks you both up. And he, he's, like, squirming and trying to be very, like, I don't have feelings. And then he just kind of, like, softens. And he says, I really love you guys.
1: Oh, we love you, too
0: okay i'm almost done packing we can move stuff on the ship
1: okay all right let's do it let's do it and like
0: so the last couple days of our packing right
1: yeah yeah i think so
0: so the clouds finally break and the hunters start to leave they take off in ships and it's the day. It's time to. It's time to go. You have a person to rescue. You have a a, a saint to find first. <laughs> right. And Aera says, she hands you like she's got her own communicator now, um, so she's just like, hey, um, I'll go get the mech. Uh, you and Solomon settle every last little thing down in the Chimera. And get it ready for takeoff. Okay?
1: Okay. Um I I can't wait to be a part of our family.
0: What are you waiting for? And she kisses you, and then she like <laughs> runs off. And she's like running on foot, by the by. <laughs> okay. Um like she's like, she's like normal running, but you can notice you you notice the moment she thinks she's out of sight, she starts picking up speed and like like the weird android way she can. Because mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't want to leave a skimmer over by the ruin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you guys are down in uh, the lower layers getting the last of your and Solomon's things.
1: hmm
0: When you hear a horribly heavy rumbling sound and chatter through the halls, just bigger, more and more, What do you do?
1: I think, like, I think my body, like, kind of immediately goes into, like, fight mode. And, yeah, we're on
0: the lower levels, right? You're, like, middle, because that's where, like, the apartments are kind of in the middle.
1: Yeah, big rumbling sound. I'm going to get both me and Solomon up out of, (laughs) or try to get, like, higher up, see what's going on.
0: Yeah, so you're pushing through people like who are like some of them are trying to get up to to see what's going on, some are just like trying to get down lower, and you get to the top right before the 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 warehouse top floor, and some of the sisters are standing there, some of, like the guard sisters are standing there with like big like metal staves and they block your way, and like you can't go any further. Uh, what's going on? Uh, there's been an arrival
1: what kind of arrival
0: a, f- a frigate and they sound nervous so a frigate is a ship it's a military grade ship bigger than a bigger than a freighter ship which is the size of like the chimera whose ship um we don't know the markings describe no. them uh Uh, 11 interlocking rings whatever that means they are being so bullshit cagey right now Mm -hmm. and immediately you you feel solomon start to be freaking out behind you Mm -hmm. don't worry about it uh mother ardell has has gone out to greet them everything's going to be fine
1: no 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 no. um she turns solomon real quick she's like I'm going to be fine. Do not follow me. And she's going to try to just like bust the heck through. Because she's like very worried about Mother Ardell.
0: Roll plus Hardy. They're certainly going to try and stop you. Yep. That's plus one. That's not too bad. Okay. Eight. Um, You can do it. But what I will say to you is you are certain, not at all certain that uh, Solomon is going to listen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think she's still going to do it. Like, I think she's kind of like she knew mm-hmm. that going in, but you, she doesn't really have a choice. Like, it's kind of like she has to act and she's worried yes. that someone's
0: going to get hurt. So yes, so you get up there, huh? Mm hmm. And here's what you see. It's a seeker ship, twice as big as the Chimera. So, two football fields in length, at least. At least. Jeez. That same gunmetal, cobbled together but strong look to it. And it's already landed in the time that you were arguing with the guards. And Mother Ardell is waiting. By herself and the bay doors on this open Mm -hmm. and it's really shadowy in there normally those think those like that area of a ship is well lit but it's not well lit and sister stray walks out you'd know her round metal helmet anywhere you Mm. see the dent you left in it from your gunshot
1: man fuck this bitch
0: she is flanked by three other seekers and they, they each have an identical helmet. They're angular pointed pyramid helmets with made of like a dark, dark gray metal, almost black with these like hollow spaces in the helms. Two of them are masculine looking and about the same height. And one is looks feminine and a little shorter, not by much. They're all athletically built. Um, and they're all wearing the standard heavy metal armor and robes of the seekers. And the three that are flanking her each have rifles. But that's not the thing that's a real kicker here. One of the the masculine figures is holding a chain. And at the end of it is a Mustang. It seems to be trained. Mm. And beyond that, in the shadows of their bay, you're almost certain that you see the outlines of Max. Yikes. Sister Stray walks forward, and you can hear her voice even from, like, your, a quick, a bit of a distance. Mother Ardell. Mother Ardell. What a lovely, lovely outpost you have. Now, quickly, introductions are, of course, in order. Sister Near, Brother Far, and Brother Here, and I am Sister Stray. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you have been hosting somebody. The dreamblood. Her name is Juniper Blackbird.
1: Do they not see me yet? Not yet. Okay.
0: Because the ship had to land a ways away from this, from the... Mm-hmm. And she says, look, I don't... This is my least favorite part of the job, the accusations. I, I much prefer absolving... People of sin. Cleansing places. And Mother Ardell kind of takes a step back. Everyone will be absolved, Chisa and Sister Stray responds, Once the confession's out in the open, I can begin the absolution for everyone.
1: Okay. Can I make a move, or is there
0: more you, to be said? Uh you could make a move here. Okay. Before more is said more will be said at some point i'm sure yeah
1: totally um juniper is realizing that there is going to be violence and she Mm -hmm. wants that violence nowhere near this community nowhere near solomon and Mm -hmm. um like she's gonna like yell their direction and try to get them to Follow her, hopefully. Can she... Does she have access to her ship right now? Is that something that is nearby that she could potentially...
0: It's, it's nearby. It's probably closer to you than them.
1: Okay. She's basically going to try to, like, lead them away. <laughs> like, get them okay. to
0: chase her. How? Tell me what this looks like. Do you yell at them?
1: Yeah, and I think this is... I don't know if this is going to be, like, more of a defend move or if I can... Because there is like the option to help or hinder an NPC. In this Mm -hmm. case, I think it's multiple. In the moment, it's probably Mother Ardell, but...
0: um, I'm not necessarily sure this is going to be a role.
1: Okay, it's just going to be a thing.
0: Yeah, because I think the moment you start interacting with Sister Stray, she's going to just like, meh, whatever. Yeah. She's going to be done with whatever she's doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it just looks like yelling just yelling like you want me come and catch me and like getting in her ship and fucking taking off not towards the ruin
0: i might add sure yeah (laughs) um one of the brothers uh drops the chain and then sister stray whistles and the uh mustang starts running you down and as she does that uh she looks at sis at mother ardell and she says so you were housing her. And Ardell says, I didn't know all the time, but I, I didn't think it would be an issue. But it, yeah, yes, yes, we did. Thank you, Mother, for your honesty. In the name of the 11th Saint, I forgive you of your sin of housing the blooded. Your sin is forgiven. Thank you for your service. And then she shoots her. Oh. Like, there's just, like, there's a gunshot. And as you're running up the gangplank, you hear three screams as um Solomon and those two guards see what happened. Hmm. And I think they start rushing the uh like I think Solomon draws his bow. Remember he has that laser bow? Oh yeah. So that's happening. You're being run down by a Mustang and Wait, Sister Straight. Sorry, are the
1: Seekers, like, rushing, like, Solomon and like, the crowd? Or are they all following me? Because that was my intention.
0: So you have... You have Sister Stray's attention. She's following her Mustang to come get you. You have the Mustang's attention. The other three. I think they have... You have their attention. But they're retreating back into the ship. Okay. Like, all of them? All three of them. They're not like retreating, but they're like, we're gonna go get something. And what that really means is we're gonna go get in our mechs now. <laughs> and sure. Solomon and the sisters are rushing that situation. It's unclear mm-hmm. if they're gonna go try and save Mother Ardell, or if they're just gonna try and kill these people. You're definitely at least halfway up the gang, your gangplank into into the Chimera if you want to be like, what do you, what do you want to do here? I mean, Juniper's like pretty mortified. Cause she
1: like made like this big assumption of like, if I yell, like they're not going to hurt mother Adele. They're not like, they're all just immediately going to rush at me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, um, so the fact that they did shoot mother Adele and that Solomon saw it is like mortifying to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm sorry, can you repeat, are they, so, is the crowd in danger? Like, is Solomon in danger?
0: Some danger, but not immediate danger. And it's not really a crowd, it's just the three of them.
1: Oh, right, okay. Wait, what about the Mustang? It's coming for you. Right, but it can't, like, fly.
0: <laughs> no.
1: So it'll be stuck with my people if I just leave. True. I think I'm gonna see if I can get... shot in before I, like, take off. (laughs) Like, because, I mean, the main, I mean, the main threat, I think, like, is, or Juniper thinks, as yes, is the Seekers, right? Like, I mean, she just wants to get them as far away as possible. Like, this Mustang's not great, but, so, okay, I'm gonna shoot at the Mustang as I'm trying to get the hell out. Okay,
0: fair enough. Alright, that sounds, that sounds like Nimble.
1: Um... Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. No modifier. No modifier. That's a six. It is, isn't it? That's a six. (sighs)
0: Okay. Um. So the Mustang jumps onto your ship. Yikes. As the bay door closes. So you're now on board with the Mustang. Yikes. And because the door is closed... You have no clear vision on what's going on outside. Okay.
1: Oh, gosh. Um,
0: Do you want to call Aira? Yes,
1: and I'm still going to take off with this thing in my ship. Okay, okay. Um, Like, she's in a situation right now where she's like, I'm pretty much fucked. The best thing that I can do is get all of this away from Solomon. And yeah. from the people who live here. And so she's kind of accepted that. and sh- But she is going to call you. <laughs>
0: okay. So you're running through your ship to get to the cockpit, right? So you're going to need to roll another nimble here to be calling. Oh, Jesus. To making a phone call, avoiding a monster, and getting to your ship is controlled. That's
1: fair. That's fair. 2d6 plus nothing? Jesus. What's happened? That- Two ones just happened. Did they? Critical failure.
0: Wow. <sighs> okay. So here's all you manage to do you manage to get halfway up the stairs and dial the number. Okay. And then the communicator falls out of your hand as you are knocked to the ground. Take three harm. Oh, jeez. As the Mustang, like, Claws like rake your back and drag you with its mouth back towards the, uh, towards the, towards the exit to your ship, which starts opening, uh, as Sister Stray hacks it open.
1: Okay. Um... And
0: as you get this visual, you're getting dra- as you're being dragged out. You see that the two guards have been shot by mm. two of the Seekers who, ha- and Solomon is on the ground like on his knees He his bow has been kicked and broken apart mm. uh, and there's a mech not unlike the one you found Aira in, Era in uh, that is stepping out of the Seeker's ship and this mech is Has no, no paint on it, no, no glaze, and its head has been retrofitted with a big, ugly iron mask, like the Seekers have. Mm. What do you do?
1: Do I know if Solomon's injured or not?
0: He doesn't seem injured.
1: Okay. I think, okay, I think I know what I want to do, um... So I want to do some Dreamblood magic on Sister Stray again.
0: Fair enough. That did go <laughs> That's well for what you I'm last good at.
1: Time. I am not nimble, but I'm a lot better at Dreamblood. <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: So when you channel the magical power you trained into your blood, choose whether you act with malice or with compassion.
1: Oh, this is malice. Roll this plus is a educated. whole big old deal of malice. Roll plus two. 2d6 okay.
0: two plus two. Seven. <sighs> okay.
1: Jesus. Um.
0: So you have two hold.
1: Yep. Yep. Um. So do I have to? I'm not really entering a dream. Like she's not asleep, so I don't have to spend that hold, right? No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, here's what I wanna do. Okay, I wanna actually question. So on the hallucination one, hmm. it says person, does it have to be a person?
0: are you do you wanna make the mustang hallucinate? That's a part of it. If it doesn't work, it's okay. I think they just have to be conscious and be able and they have to be able to sense. so yeah, I think it would work on the mustang.
1: okay. So what I want to do here is cause a waking person to vividly hallucinate and affect another target with an ability.
0: Okay. So, so I want
1: both of them to hallucinate. Sister is that Stray, possible? Is that Sister what that Stray means?
0: And, the, and the Mustang? Yes. Okay.
1: I want them both to hallucinate that the other one is me. <laughs> so That's I want pretty to good. make... Sister Stray look like me and the Mustang look like me to each other so that they'll attack each other and leave me alone.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I think that's that's going to work, at least for a little okay. bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it lets you go, which I think is also painful and might be part of the harm you took. Yeah. As it, like, starts to, like, circle her. Uh, mm-hmm. And she draws her gun and start shooting it does she kill it no because she doesn't because a she doesn't know how to kill a mustang b mm. she doesn't think it's a mustang you have to shoot a mustang dang in the right spot bring it down and then have to like get in there with a knife right that's fair that's fair <laughs> uh and also you juniper cannot breathe plasma at her so that's not an expected <laughs> response. So they're struggling because they're neither one is if acting the way they'd expect the other to expect it to. So yep. Um. Okay. They're they're dealt with for now. That could change, but that they're they're occupied and off your ship, as are you.
1: Yes. Okay. I I need to deal with Solomon. Yes. I would. I- Ordinarily, I would just turn and take the opportunity that Sister Stray is distracted and, like, hurt her. But right. this is my priority. <laughs> um, it's the priority. And so...
0: Do you want a reminder of the situation over there?
1: Well, Solomon's on his knees, right? Just yep. watching this unfold?
0: Uh, yeah, his hands are on his head. Two of the, uh, two of the um, Seekers with the Pyramid uh, helmets... They have the, the two what look to be brothers, the two brothers have their rifles with bayonets trained on him.
1: And oh then, right, okay
0: and then the other one, the feminine one, she is climbing out in her mech.
1: Okay, so there's three of them. I think I mean really it's just about defending him here, getting him out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not very nimble, so I'm trying to be creative again. This is true. <laughs> um, okay, question. If I use Dream Blood again, does that negate the effects of Sister Stray and the Mustang? Like, is it like it's going to go off of them and onto other people, or are they, like, still I think distracted? it
0: might, honestly. I okay. think it might.
1: That's what I figured. <laughs> but I think that's going to be worth it because they're probably going to be, like, disoriented for a second like i might have a second to act so like try to mm-hmm. get the danger off of him mm-hmm. and then <laughs> so and this is as much about distraction as it is like actively attacking them you know yes
0: yes yes
1: <laughs> so uh because i mean it's that's a lot of people for me to fight but it's kind of just about like hey over here <laughs> like, yeah um, so
0: 2d6 plus two
1: yep, okay. yep yep okay eight so i've got two hold
0: and there's three of them.
1: <laughs> and there's three of them. So I'm going to do sedate a person and affect another target. So uh-huh. I want the two of them in mechs to just like collapse oh, There's only one in a mech. Oh, there's only one. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Wait, you said in that, but the two of them that aren't mechs are the ones yeah. pointing guns.
0: Two of them okay. and a mech. I think I may have slurred those okay. words a little bit.
1: No, no, you're good. Okay, so the one's pointing guns, not in the mix. I'm going to have both of them just collapse and fall asleep. Okay. Um, and then in that second where probably everyone's a little bit disoriented. like I imagine there's a moment here.
0: There's a moment. Right? There's a moment okay. with which you could act. Certainly.
1: Okay. Is there anyone else who's alive up here on my side besides Solomon? Is there, was there one more guard?
0: <sighs> no, both guards got shot. Um, okay. I don't know if they're alive. But they're not in any state to help you. Okay. um, You're also not in a good place. I will warn you that you have taken three out of five harm. There's blood streaming down your back from the claws. Sister Stray and the Mustang are about to become a threat again.
1: How secure is my... Shit. Is it missing a door now? Or is that door... Or was it just pried open?
0: I think it was just... I think she used a piece of tech to just make it open for her. Okay. Like a... Okay. Like a single-use hacking tool. Like, she just, like, stuck it on the side of the ship and, like, clicked the open setting. Just open all the fucking doors for me situation. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um and to get back down like into the community place like mm-hmm. where this shit isn't going is it like a staircase like is it just you like you have to
0: go inside the the main big warehouse situation first and then go down remember cuz it's like there's that top right. floor with the with all the that's like a giant garage and mudroom with a radio station at, hanging from the ceiling and then there's stairs leading down from inside there
1: right right right, right. okay um so, with that moment, I have. I think I'm just gonna like gather all my strength and just like I, I probably carry Solomon. I imagine he's kind of in shock or uh-huh. something. I don't know. Yeah, he's not probably in a good just spot. carry him and like fucking like get him as far in as possible and um and
0: towards just say like towards Saintly End or towards the ship.
1: Saintly End. Okay. Um. I was thinking about the ship, but if she can just open all the doors and, like, he can't fly, I imagine, or at least not in this state. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it doesn't seem like a secure place. So I think I'm just going to try to get him back towards, Saint, like, into St. Land, where there's, like, adults who will care for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: So I'm really sorry, but this still sounds, like, nimble to me.
1: Because ah, I firmly
0: believe that with adrenaline, I, I don't, our, he's a light 16-year-old boy. She can move him.
1: Can I argue Hardy because that is about powering through. It's about carrying him. It's about my strength.
0: To me, it's, I would say Hardy if you had more time. <sighs> only Fine. two, only two out of the five threats have been are in a state of being dealt with. and yeah, one's yeah. in a mech, one's sister stray, and one's a mustang.
1: Okay, all right. Okay, here we go. Oh, These rolls have been going great, so... So much confidence here. 2d6 plus nothing.
0: Okay. what you get? Five. All righty.
1: God damn
0: it. So I'm gonna make a move as hard as I want. So you get there uh... to Solomon just too slow. Your wounds are just too much. Like, it's way more than you <laughs> expected. And... By the time you get there the the woman in the mech has like gathered herself she trains a mech weapon on you and then you hear a sound you've been in a war and a jump gate enough to know what the sound of a jump gate is from the inside of a ship and before like there's this sound of the warp and a flash of blue light and then punched through that seeker the woman with the pyramid helmet has been thrust through the mech by black and gold claws (sighs) um and you hear the crunch of her being crushed and then three other arms rip the mech apart nice and at this point you can see sister stray and uh the mustang Like, she gets on the Mustang and starts galloping away. Oh, Sister Stray's just fucking off. Oh, God, she's just fucking off. A mech just teleported into existence. (laughs) A better, scarier demon mech of of red and gold.
1: Yep, that's fair.
0: That's fair. Two of the arms reform into one and really gently pick you and Solomon up. And walk you inside the chim- chimera. Uh, and, like, the mech settles down in kind of, like, in a crouching position. Like, a kneeling position, like a knight. And Era springs out of it. And, like, slams mm-hmm. the door closed. Kisses you both on the forehead. And mm-hmm. she's got, like, angry, hurt tears in her eyes. She's like, I'm so sorry I was slow. And then, like, you, f- like... I'm imagining both you and him are disoriented, but you feel the ship starting to take off. Yeah, and the ship is starting to head up to the jump gate. And as we as we follow the ship, we get these like inner inner these like cuts. I would describe them as like cuts into different places. First, we see Sister Stray checking on her. Like she has like a little like communicator, and she like mutters to herself, you know, like it's like flashing, and she says, It's like a jump gate. It's like a jump gate. And that smell, it was just, oh, it was just like him. And she like cackles a little bit and she says, just as the text foretold, the promised land will be shouted and kept from my, my faith while they, those tainted with blood. And she like takes her helmet off and smiles to herself, and then we like cut back to A carrying you both up to the cockpit, and then we cut to a woman with dark brown skin and dark black hair with golden glowing eyes sitting in marketplace in her executive office with the same flashing light. and she looks at an assistant and says, get me confirmation that this is real. We need to know. And then we get another cut of Aera pulling the chimera through the jump gate. And then it cuts to a man with black skin, 40s, 50s. He has a blackbird tattoo behind his ear. It's a flashing light on his desk. And he Makes a couple of, of keeps keystrokes. Captain Summers, this is Lord Blackbird. I have a job for you. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Simple World was developed by Avery Alder and Fibrance was developed by D. Vincent Baker. Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind the scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening.